0: Can you count? Just talk like energetically.
1: Hi, 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 what's up? Today, blah, 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 that candle's dying. Woohoo! Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Up in the Air with David and Leilani.
0: We are excited that you are here.
1: So excited.
0: And we have this one topic that we want to talk to you about that is near and dear to Leilani's heart because she got triggered this morning.
1: I did. I did get triggered and then I had to do a heart check and like a self-reflection and... All of those amazing things that we get to do. So we
0: we want to talk about it. We want to break it down because there's so many factors in play. So many. And I think that if we can kind of like learn from this type of situation, it'll really help us be able to really thrive in this new season like never before. I think so
1: too because this type of thing applies to literally like every aspect of what you're doing, whether you are in ministry or you have a job or a business or anything like that, this applies to you. Yeah.
0: I don't know if you've been in a situation like this, but it's almost like, uh, I've been in seasons where all of a sudden I'm like, uh, you know, why aren't these things working the way that I anticipated them to? Why is it that, that there are opportunities that seem to be opening for certain other people, but here I am and things aren't really working out the way that I anticipated? And this thing that we're gonna talk about is actually probably the number one contributor of standing in the way of your success and what God is trying to do inside of your life.
1: For sure. I mean, I think that my title t- probably for this podcast would be that, I mean, again, I'm pretty black and white. I am just going to say it the way it is. Go ahead. I'm ready. Life isn't fair.
0: Okay, that is a good title for this.
1: (laughs) I thought so. Yeah. Pretty straightforward to the point. My
0: compassionate side is fighting with you right now because I'm like, no, life is fair as long as there are fair people in the world, babe.
1: But the truth of the matter is is that there, there isn't.
0: It's true, and there's no biblical precedent for life being fair.
1: Right, and I think that we've all had to learn that the hard way.
0: Oh, man, especially, I mean, more in some seasons than others, but it is a hard truth to learn. But it sets you free in so many different ways. So
1: many different ways. That's
0: actually something that I credit being with you with and and being married to you. That's probably one of the greatest lessons that I've been able to learn as we've been married is to be able to let things go a lot easier because I realize if I don't have the expectation that everything is fair and I don't allow that to limit me, it really sets me free to be able to do what I need to do.
1: You know, it's really interesting because actually for my personality type, we love to give our opinion. And we are very Mm -hmm. strong and adamant in our opinion. But another thing about the way that I am is I don't like being told what to do.
0: Absolutely not. I don't like it. And you know, there's some people who don't maybe like a little bit of being told what to do. Like they feel a little uncomfortable about it or whatever. Leilani goes into warrior mode. Whenever someone tries to tell her what it's to do, it's so
1: bad. And I mean, I'm not as bad as I used to be, but I like it's so cringy for me. I no. feel like I have to do the exact opposite.
0: Literally, literally, she will do it, and it, it's and that's like, why
1: I've never been compet- competitive. It's no. because I'm just like, why are you? Why? 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 Why do we have to win at this? Right. I think
0: it's <laughs> that. It's probably one of the best traits about you is that you're not competitive. But a part of that is also because of the fact that you don't do it just because you're being pressured to or anything like that. That's super cool. Yeah. I'm the opposite way. Some people call me up at 2 a.m. and say, "Do you want to make a Taco Bell run?" And I'm like, "Yeah, totally. I'm I'm in. Let's go." You know. Actually, we were. I, I think uh, some of my friends. Um, we actually had this whole like group text message going about. Um, we're in Florida and there's no bojangles fried chicken anywhere within like a three mile, 300 or three hour radius. And so they were like, hey, there's one in Dothan, Alabama. Let's go ahead and drive. Now it's 2 a.m. in the morning and they're like, let's go. And everybody else is like, man, I got kids, man, I'm married. And then there's this one guy in the group text me going, yeah, I'm in. (laughs) What's the most ridiculous thing? But you are not that way. I'm
1: not that way. And you know, what's interesting is that I haven't always been this way. Really? Yeah, it's true. So.
0: So like, five year old Leilani, were you this way?
1: I mean, I've always been, bo- I've always been a bossy person. Okay. So, um, I think it wasn't until like I worked like a corporate America, like America job at a bank actually, and people, like my um managers and stuff, were always telling me how direct I was, and I oh, never man. like really, was like, okay, like in a I'm,
0: banking situation, yeah, you must have been a delight.
1: Yeah, I, I, I was pleasant. <laughs> so I, I didn't like. I never, like, realized, like, oh, I'm direct. And so I didn't also realize that other people actually take offense to oh, that yeah. type of directness. And so I would offend people left and right. Like, people would just, like, stop being my friend. Or, like, they, like I found out later that, like, whenever there was new hires... And like, again, like I like I knew a lot and I was really good at breaking things down in a simple way. And so they when they would get like told like, oh, call Leilani, she'll tell you how to do it. They would dread it.
0: Oh, man. Because
1: I just like, and it's so funny because I'm like not, I'm actually a really kind person. Yeah, you're super kind. I'm super kind. But my tone of voice, just even, and how direct I was in like my communication, again, it does like, I don't even think about it. I don't think anything's wrong with it. Yeah. But for somebody who doesn't under, for most people, so a lot of people don't communicate the way that I do. Right. Um, So for people who don't, it was really hard for them to like want to talk to me or like want to listen to what I have to say because it Always came out um, like kind of harsh, which I didn't even realize.
0: Right. Well, this it is what's coming out that way. Yeah, I mean, this is what I've I've discovered about you. Just being married to you is that one of the things that you are is that you are very factually driven. And so, when you communicate with people, it is to be able to get all of the facts so that you can be able to make the right logical decision on how you're supposed to proceed. That is really really good. But for a lot of people, if they're like, especially like me, that's not their own. That's actually their third or fourth priority in communication. Like for yeah, us. Like blows
1: my mind. Oh man, we have like
0: <laughs> so many things before we actually get to wanting to know the answer to something. We want to know, do you care? do you like me? Are you on my side? And do you, are you angry at me? And then from there, am I going to get what I want? Am I all on the right track? And then maybe if we get around to the actual answer, we're good with that. That's a bonus. Um, So, (laughs) but you're not that way. So that's why the title of this podcast is Life Life. Isn't
1: Fair. Life Ain't Fair. You know, I'm definitely like someone who wants to practice what they preach. And the whole reason why I brought up the fact is I didn't always be this, wasn't always like this is so that you would have context to what we're about to talk about. Yeah. Like it's not something like I wasn't born this way. It was literally something that I had to teach myself. And right. so I know that if someone who has a super strong personality as me can do it, anyone can do it. Anybody can. Um because the truth is, like I for those of you sitting there listening and watching this, like life isn't fair. Like I I know that there are things that you are frustrated about that somebody else is doing. Either you feel like it's better or they're having a better success rate at it or whatever it is and you're sitting there frustrated and looking at yourself and being like, okay, well I'm also like that. I'm also this way. I also have all of these qualities. How come they're the ones that are being more successful than I am? And
0: you could bang your head against that wall all day long and you know what? Here we are. If you're still listening after finding. Finding out the title of our podcast. Welcome <laughs> to you, because welcome. you get the answer you that's going to set it all you straight. Do.
1: So, um, I'll, I'll just give you guys like a quick little story about like why we decided. You guys,
0: she texted me and she talked to me. She was incensed by this.
1: I was. So, um, I'm part of this, um. Like, social media, you know, ambassadorship type of program. When
0: you're crushing it on social media, (laughs) like Leilani is, well, she's growing and she's stepping into some things. She works with brands.
1: So um, one of the brands has, like, a chat that um, everyone gets, like, information on and and everyone asks their questions and and something like that. And Yeah, it's like an
0: ambassador program for a fashion brand, yeah.
1: Right, so somebody had brought up the fact that there are other bloggers out there who have a larger discount code to right. the to the same brand and how that wasn't fair and from a consumer standpoint you know why would someone choose to use our code when they could use this other person's code right. who you could purchase at a bigger discount
0: yeah and that like it's a whole like world this whole fashion blogger thing and content creator thing but basically you'll see them all over instagram it's like hey look at this outfit it's a really nice outfit if you want to buy this you can shop my link or take follow the link in my bio to get 15 percent off
1: yeah and and right? honestly you guys i don't think anything's wrong with there's it there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong that you we get influenced every single day um by ads and different things i mean you might if you're going to shop you might as well buy it from somebody exactly. that you're invested in or somebody that you care about
0: when you're a fashion icon like i am (laughs) people just be always asking like yo where did you get like that technicolor tracksuit bro and you gotta you gotta have a link you gotta shop the link man
1: so i'm you know i'm reading this and i'm just like you know she has like i see where she's coming from
0: right because she was like what was it she i mean she
1: was really kind in her delivery of, of what she said but i mean she she brought up a valid point like how can i mean here i am we only have 600 subscribers let's say and yeah and this person has six hundred thousand subscribers how can we compete you and the know? code
0: you gave me gives me 15 percent off for my right. people and but her
1: people get 20 20 yeah so
0: i understand her point right because understand- i'm stopping the 20 percent like
1: yes i yeah. mean let's be honest and i mean nothing nothing's wrong with it and everything so you know i like tell david the conversation this morning and um i go to orange theory and i'm after the workout, right? And so I look at my phone and, like, this conversation has, like, blown up.
0: It has devolved. It has
1: devolved. Like, people are getting, like, intense in there about it. Everyone's, like, stating their opinions, stating how they feel. This like, is not and fair. This, this has, company fair. should be having
0: it equal for everybody.
1: I'm, like, sitting there and I'm thinking about it. I'm, like, because first I was, like, yeah, you're right. Like, it's not fair. You know, I'm very justice-driven. It, it should be just. You know, that's how sometimes I think. But then I was thinking about it and I was, like, well, First of all, this is America.
0: This is America. This is
1: America. We're a democracy.
0: Hallelujah.
1: We're not communist China.
0: No, we're not. And we're not No Socialists. offense to China, don't hack us.
1: <laughs> Anyways. So I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, you know what? Like these people are like the they're a business. You know what I mean? And it's our choice whether or not we want to be here. And I'm about to like break it down for these girls. And like, Let me
0: show you some facts. Yeah, let me
1: give you... I'm like about to break down the facts, right? About like how this is a business. And, you know, your people are following you for you. And if they are invested in you, they'll shop your link. And, I, you know, just like I had like this whole conversation that I like had told myself, all right, as soon as you get home, because again, it's like a 30-minute drive between my house and Orange Theory. And I'm like, I'm going to write like all like a whole essay on this about how they shouldn't be upset she's
0: gonna write an expose like a new york times Pulitzer you know, surprise level
1: yeah with all the facts and everything and i would have been right i know it would have been right
0: yes you would have been right there.
1: <laughs> thank you You're and welcome. so i um i i get i'm sitting in the car outside my house and i'm like starting to type and i've probably like i've got it typed the like manifesto
0: halfway. is nearly
1: done it's nearly done and all of a sudden i stop and i'm just like you know what, I shouldn't say any of this. Like, my facts in this moment don't really matter. Um, That was, like, really kind for that brand to even offer me some sort of deal with them. Boom. And, again, it's my choice to be here, and it's up to me how I choose to participate in this situation. So I erased everything I typed. Everything.
0: All 10,000 words.
1: (laughs) Okay, it wasn't that bad. And... All I say is, I'm just happy to be here. That's it. That's all I said. And like the conversation shifted.
0: Yeah. Like you started getting like likes and stuff. Yeah. And- like
1: like people were liking my comment. Like someone, and you know what was crazy is someone had actually like already laid out the facts before I did.
0: Uh... And
1: so then it was just like, okay, well, this is done. Like, why are we even talking about this? Like, yeah. We're glad to be here too. And we wanted to bring this up and use this story as an example because how often are we looking at our job or even in our position in ministry, especially? And like for real, guys, I understand this to a degree in a business standpoint that is outside of the church. But if you are operating in this behavior inside of the church, oh, like, like you need to get it together i mean
0: everywhere
1: yeah and it like gets under my skin under my skin when i see this type of behavior being manifested inside of the church where people are not honoring their leaders they're not honoring their pastors
0: they're not honoring the opportunity that they've been given that in reality they had the right perspective They realized that it was a tremendous opportunity to begin with.
1: It was because, if I mean, if you even compare someone who has 600 followers versus someone that has 600,000 followers. The truth is that person who with the 600000 has worked their butt off getting to where they're at.
0: This is true. It
1: didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen because one brand gave them an opportunity. It happened because they put themselves out there, because they promoted themselves, because they did all of these things when nobody else was looking, when nobody else was wanting to support them. They did it and they just continued to do it. They did. And that's, you know... Like, that, that's what sets you apart, especially, like, even if you want to bring it back into ministry, is the reason why you see people who who have, like, you know, what we would call success in ministry. I don't, like, really like seeing that. Right. Right. Um, And, you know, we like judge them. We're like, oh my gosh, like all they want is our money and blah, 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 blah. And that's not true either. I don't believe that's true. Um, There
0: are more lucrative ways to make money. Yeah, there
1: definitely is. Is that person, like you don't know how much rejection that that person has had to walk through. You don't know how many opportunities were closed in their face. You don't know how many times they were even called a false prophet or called an antichrist. Like you don't know any of those things yeah
0: and a lot of times we we tend to go into the victim route and and feeling like things are not fair but the reality is that oftentimes more often than not it's because we just don't have the full picture of the context of what's really going on um and really if you're gonna bottom line it and you're gonna say what is this if we put our finger on it it really comes down to entitlement
1: entitlement
0: and a victim mentality yeah now I'm not pointing fingers because I have been victim <laughs> to both. I, well, have I think worked we with all both. have. Yeah. And it's not, this is not something where I'm like, yo, you need to be ashamed of what you've done or anything like that because no. that's not what we're trying to say. But what I am thinking is that we need to begin to put our finger on this and address it so that it's not holding us back from our destiny and purpose. Because, I mean, look at it from the ministry perspective and even from this business's perspective, right? Does you crying out and talking about how unfair everything is and how you want to be on the same level as everybody else is that going to incentivize a leader so what we're talking about is entitlement and a victim mentality right yeah so victim mentality of course we know is like what was me and uh, I was actually Everybody writing.
1: Everybody has, yeah. I don't.
0: Everybody has, I don't. And one of the things that I was writing about earlier today for a blog post was that how a victim mentality disempowers you from your identity and removes you from the equation of being able to move forward in your purpose. I
1: love that.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's something that's really, really bad and we'll unpack in another episode. But this thing that we saw in these comments and these things from this whole ordeal from this morning was a lot of entitlement. And it was something where we're like, oh man, like, is this in all of us? Is this something that's so inundated in our lives and culture that we don't even realize it?
1: Uh, Well, definitely. Because I mean, like I said earlier, you know, when I initially saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, right. Like, they totally have a point. Um, They're correct in saying that this is not fair. How are we supposed to stand out? Like, all of that was true. Yeah. All of that was correct.
0: The facts are correct. The
1: facts are correct. But... The facts can be correct, but our heart really has to be the one that's speaking the truth.
0: Right. What is your motivation behind mentioning or talking or focusing on these facts? It's so huge.
1: It's so huge because it's like if, you know, the way that I look at it is, and this can apply to whatever platform or whatever you do, um, as a job or a living or even in ministry, um, there is something that is so genuine about you that you bring to the table. Yes. So someone else may have a bigger ministry. Somebody else may have a more successful business. Somebody else may be able to do things it may be in your eyes that looks better but the truth of the matter is is though that person can only reach a certain type of person. They can only reach so many people. I mean, how many people are there in the world? Did they say like 500 billion or something crazy like that? I think it's like 7
0: billion, I think, or yeah. something like that, yeah.
1: Like, there are so many people in the world. There is someone that you can reach. Like, you are literally not meant to reach every single type of person that there is. Like, there's just no way.
0: No, even with the advent of technology, it's impossible. It's
1: impossible. But if you look at, look at your own heart look at your own gifts and the things that god has given to you and you say okay god like i'm so thankful that this is something that you've given to me because i know that that sets me apart and i'm gonna be able to make a difference to minister to impact those lives that this person over here may not be getting able." aren't able to do and i'm not saying like i definitely don't want us to compare at all no but we need to like honestly like we have to stay in our lane because god wouldn't call you he wouldn't put these dreams in your heart he wouldn't put these desires in your heart if he didn't mean for you to accomplish something out of them
0: if you could tabulate probably all of the times where we have wasted time and thinking about the unfairness of it all i mean i'm sure it would it would span months you know for, for sure. some of us years of regret and and wondering why and think about all that time that if we were doing what you're saying like find the voice find your voice find your expression do all these things how much further we would be i'm looking at my life and i'm like how much further would i be i mean i could be a billionaire probably (laughs) with all of this and i
1: think like for a lot of us like we don't even realize like we think especially as christians we're just like oh my gosh like i'm supposed to reach everybody and i don't actually think that's true There's just no way we can, you know, and that's why God makes us all different, you know, like we are all reflections of his heart.
0: Right, because the mandate to reach the world and to touch the world is actually a corporate vision and a corporate mandate from God. It's not never meant for one person to be able to fulfill. Right. And so but if you're not where you need to be expressing how you need to express, it's not gonna happen.
1: It's yeah, it's not. Yeah. At all.
0: It's gonna be super hard and, and that's such a really important point that you're talking about is, you know, finding your voice and everything like that, because this is what I found is that there's also a flip side to this of how life isn't fair. Because you know what? Oh, bummer. Life isn't fair. But at the same time, oh, thank God that life is not fair. Right? Because, I mean, if you look at some of the mess that I've been in and the things that I've had to walk through, I will tell you, I should be thanking God every single day that it was not a fair thing. I mean, it's just, if I got what I deserved, to be honest... I would probably be somewhere other than sitting here with my beautiful wife and amazing family.
1: Well, that's so true. And like even, I mean, I'm sure, you know, even like speaking in areas of trauma in our life, Mm -hmm. like some of the things that we've gone through, like I wouldn't even wish that on my worst enemy. Right. You know, and so I... Is it, would it be fair that somebody else would have the same type of trauma as me or been through the same type of situations that I've been through so that they would know the things I know? No, know?
0: No, no. But you know what it does is it gives you perspective.
1: It does. It
0: forms your voice. It crafts your voice. It helps you take the darkness. It t- helps you take the brokenness and to begin to release it and cause it to come into a unique expression of who you are. And you know what I love is that All of this does not require the buy-in or the agreement of other people. This is all to do with the internal conflict that's inside of each and every one of us. And that's what I love is that, you know, sometimes it's hard to get people on board. For sure. But you know what's even harder than that is probably sometimes getting yourself on board. (laughs) But I got to tell you that there are some antidotes that we have to being able to, one, identify The areas where maybe entitlement might be holding us back, you know, things that might be staying away. And then also maybe some keys that have have helped me be able to break that off of my life and and to be able to talk about it. So first thing is is you have to examine your motives. Yeah. Your heart reason for why you're feeling the way you are and whether that's valid or something that's aligned with what God wants you to be or to think and, and then you've got to adjust.
1: You have to. And I think, you know, the motive is a major factor in this is the reason you are feeling or you might be or have in the past struggled with this particular thing that we're talking about, is it because you feel somehow inadequate? Right. Do you somehow feel like you're not able to do the same thing?
0: Yeah, and and And, I mean, that's so important. And and that's kind of causing me to want to like, maybe kind of like flow and I'll think like out loud on this. Okay. Is this part where you're talking about Um, I believe that a lot of times the reason why we feel inadequate and the reason why we feel that way is we don't know how to define our metrics for success. And that's a big thing is like for me, like this is one of Dave's keys is, hey, what are you using to quantify your success and what are the metrics that you're using to define whether you're doing well or not? Because if you're not careful, even inside of ministry, there are metrics of success that people use that are don't have any place inside of what God has called you to do. You know, if you're someone who uh, is going by a metric of success of numbers, right? Let's say you're a pastor and you've got, oh, I've only got 300 people in my congregation, but you're in a circle of with other pastors or like at night with dinner with other pastors like Leilani was as a kid. And you're like, man, I don't have 1,500 people in my congregation. I don't have a children's ministry that has its own wing in their 20,000 square foot facility. <laughs> I don't have those things. But then what happens is that then when you go by metrics and rules and a game that you're not meant to play, what ends up happening is you miss out. On maybe the reality of what God is doing in your
1: life. You know what's so sad about that is then I think you start to devalue the people that God has put in your life. You do. You know, so if we use that as an example, like I only have 300 and this pastor has 1,500 plus, and you're like, there's something wrong with my 300. Right. They're not promoting the church correctly. They're not. Um, doing a good job of inviting people and telling people about Jesus instead of appreciating
0: yeah
1: and valuing what that three hundred is doing, what they are bringing to the table what the lives that they have changed right and you know it we I think we have to focus on the people that god has placed in front of us exactly rather than focusing on the people that we have yet to impact
0: yeah and that actually reminds me of a of a minister friend that we have and one of the things that's interesting about him was that he was um, based up in new york city and new york city's got some big churches y'all there's a lot of things that are going on up there Um, and this pastor he our friend he only had maybe 100 200 people in his congregation but he did what we're talking about where he did not define his metrics for success based on the opinions of other people or what other people were saying were success instead what he said was hey i'm going to invest in the people that i have in my congregation and make sure that everything that they do everything that they become is the fullest of the potential that god has placed inside of them now at the time this was years ago these were mostly kids these are mostly teenagers high school students they didn't have anything they couldn't they didn't have money to time. I mean, they didn't have stuff to invest in a building project. But here's the thing is that he began to invest and teach about the kingdom into their lives. And here's what happens is fast forward 15, 20 years down the road, and now they're in their 40s and their 50s. And some of those same young people that he invested in that no one else saw the value for, now one of them is actually working in the White House. Several of them so are major multi-million dollar business people. They're leaders that are influencing tens of thousands of people. And so you, you tell me. What was the greater impact if he had pursued and maybe gotten 1,500 people in his congregation? Would that have been as much of an impact where now he invested in 10 young people that are now responsible over tens of millions of dollars, over the well-being and lives of tons and tons of people inside of the nation of the United States? You tell me. But again, 30, 40 years ago, there is no way you would have been able to tell. There's no way that you would have been able to say and spot it from a mile away. That is success.
1: And if you look, if this pastor had the wrong heart motive, if he looked at himself and compared himself mm-hmm. to other ministers, and he, or if he ever thought to himself like, "I should be having this. I'm a great teacher, and I'm all that," he wouldn't have had the same impact that he has no. now. And that's such a great testimony and a reminder for us to remember why it is we do what we do. Right. Like why we are passionate about the things that we are passionate. It has nothing to do with that person over there who is doing something that may look similar to what we're doing. It has everything to do with the fact that God has called us. Yes. To pursue his heart and to reach his people. And there are certain things that God has placed inside of us that only we carry
0: exactly only
1: we carry so only we can make a difference in those areas
0: exactly and it's so important and you know just a couple more keys as we wrap up here about how to be able to break free from entitlement uh from mine is the first one is is to not vilify yourself when you find entitlement in your life you have to have compassion for yourself but you have to be militant about eradicating it from your life um, but the second one, I believe, is that the antidote to entitlement is gratitude. Now, uh, here's the thing. is I spend a lot of time on YouTube and a lot of time on Instagram. And Leilani doesn't like that I listen to talk radio all of the time. It's so annoying. I absolutely love it. I love debate shows about NBA, whatever it is. People would be arguing about brands of soap and I would listen to it. I love that. But um, think about some of those influencers and celebrities that you follow or you see online and the ones that you really really enjoy and like like for me right now and some of you may have opinions about this I actually like two people I like Dwayne The Rock Johnson not just because he was my favorite wrestler growing up but or two because like he's like you know we share the same type of muscle mass like he and okay. I are just that level of alpha oh male Oh my god! Um, but I actually really really enjoy him and then also the other person is Kevin Hart now don't listen to any of his, his comedy specials don't be like David told me to like Kevin Hart don't say that but I'm inspired by those two people because of this is that they have between them I think over 200 million followers online wow huge bigger than any congregation I know of and what they have is a theme is that they are always marked with gratitude everything that they do
1: interesting every
0: success that they have It is marked with extreme gratitude. And it's not the fake kind, you know, that your publicist tells you to do. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I just want to thank, you know, my manager and like, you know, and God upstairs or anything. There is legitimate gratitude. And I believe that gratitude is going to be the key to be able to unlock more. And you don't do it because you want more, but you do it because you want to honor and give place for what God has already done in your life. And because of that, out of that gratitude comes the overflow. So um, we do this when I go out and preach sometimes is I tell people, listen, even if you can only come up with one thing and it's just that you woke up in the morning, I want you to start thanking God from the depths of who you are with your mouth for the fact that you were able to wake up this morning and then go from there and do this, right? Some of you are like, ah, I don't really believe that. I don't wanna do this or whatever. I challenge you. Like, I'm slapping, I'm I'm taking the glove like that Three Musketeers movie and I'm slapping it across the face. I say, I challenge you for 30 minutes, for 10 minutes, for five minutes. Just start with your mouth thanking God, being grateful, and tell me what happens. Sound off in the comments about how you feel and you'll see that gratitude is gonna be a major key. It's gonna be the big one, so
1: totally agree with that. Thank you, babe, so much for sharing that. Yes. we you
0: know, getting... Oh,
1: please. Sorry. Uh, you know, this was obviously something that we were very passionate about and something that we, you know, we wouldn't share these things had we not experienced them, had we not seen them, and had we not felt that God has given us keys and solutions in ways that we can overcome this in our lives. Yes. And we only come on here and share with you guys these is because honestly, like we want you to absolutely live your very best life. We absolutely do. We want you to fulfill the call of God that he's placed on... That, he, that we want you to fulfill the calling on your life. We want you to grow into the person that God has always destined you to be. And so we don't want to see you fall or struggle or have these things in your life that are holding you back. And so yeah. um, that's really one of the main reasons as to why we do that, other than we just get to sit next to each other for an hour and and talk to each other because if you guys don't know this so Dave and I we both work at home and if you would call it that we travel together we do everything together you guys everything everything we eat together we go to the kids lessons together we which do. we're about to be late for yes. so um again thank you guys so much for listening yes. we we pray that it was helpful you know or even encouraging to you if it's something maybe you're not even struggling with but it's things that you have even thought about like mm-hmm. we're here for you like we yes. can, we'll speak it out for you <laughs> this is
0: a conversation this is a dialogue find yeah. us on instagram Go ahead, drop us, you know, comments inside of our posts and different things. And let's keep this dialogue going.
1: Let's do it. Thank you guys again. Bye.